Hey there, this is Therese Skelly, and I am so excited that you are going to be listening to an episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. Do you like those two words? Fiercely Brilliant. My hypothesis is that you are here for a reason. We all are. Our souls have led us on journeys that have very often taken some twists and turns, and sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes there's struggle, and there's loss, and there's challenge, and in the middle of that, there's always the way out. And it's those times that often lead us into our great life and work. So you're going to hear stories in these episodes of myself and other beautiful people that share the journey. They share how they got to the place where they're standing, working in their brilliance and being the powerful leaders that they are. So stay tuned and enjoy this episode. Hey, this is Therese with another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. You know this, this place. This is where I bring my own wisdom and I bring amazing guests that share their journey stories with you. They share their tips, their inspiration. They share how they got through things and how they're on the other side fiercely brilliant today. And oh my gosh, you are going to love my woman today. <laughs> I am delighted to bring you Eva Medelec. So Eva's story is one that you might relate to. You, I hope you don't in some ways because her, her story is one of going through some pretty harsh things and overcoming on the other side. It's about forgiveness and how you be. And so Eve and I met, um, we were roommates at an event. So I got to spend like three nights hanging out doing girlfriend time with Eva. And so welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you. And talk to you, you know, without being in our pajamas. There you go. <laughs> How do you know we're not? I could be in pajamas down below. That's, right? that's true. That, that is the, the time of COVID. So yeah, the, the Zoom uh, uniform is there you go. You know, professional on the top, party on the bottom, right? <laughs> very much, very much. Yeah. So Eva, tell us what you do today, because you've got some really cool things, different ways of working with people. Yeah. Well, I mainly help powerful, driven, high achievers cultivate a high performance life mm. by bringing intimacy into their relationships so that they can up level their influence and impact in their life and in business. I love how you spoke about that because what I know is you can't take your life out of your business. And so many women I know, badass women and their relationships suck. And I know it affects their business. And so how did you get here? Because I know you have a little bit of a story about this, right? Well, I was born in, I won't, I won't go that far back. But how I got here was I had my career as a dental hygienist since I'm 19, 20 years old. And at one point, like we've all reached that point in our careers where we know we're meant for more, we're meant to be more, do more, have more. And so I started on my entrepreneurial journey, which involved a real estate investment company. And so as I was building that business, I was still working my day job, mm. but also as a wife and mom, I was cooking, I was shopping, I was doing laundry, mm. I was doing it all. I was superwoman. And so yeah. as I built my business, I also segued into coaching, coaching mm. midlife women, coaching people to have you know, successful real estate investment businesses. But I was really at a point where I was stressed out, burnt out, overwhelmed, moody, you know, not pleasant to be around, always like, oh, 
doing. I got to do this. I got to do that because I didn't start my entrepreneurial journey until I was 50. Wow. So I also had that sense of urgency. Like I don't have a time, a lot of time left to live my dream life. So, yeah. you know, I get to move, 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 move. And so as with a lot of driven women, we kind of drive over people in the process. <laughs> yep. Get out of my way. I'm coming through. And what I found in that time was that my relationship with my husband, and we were only married about a year when I started my entrepreneurial journey. My relationship with my husband was, was showing cracks. and was starting to drift apart. And we were having trouble communicating. We were short with each other. We were impatient. The energy that I was putting off was like always stressed and busy and overwhelmed. And so he had just started to avoid me more because I was just not that pleasant to be around. And I was frustrated with him because I'm like, talk to me about it. What's going on? Like, you know, I'm in that, you know, that energy that driven high achievers tend to have. And he's not a driven high achiever. He's, you know, he's the yin to my yang, as they say. And so (laughs) there was one day that, um, you know, we always have this thought that even though we know things are not operating at its highest performance, I'm a high performance coach, we'll get to it. Like as soon as I reach a certain level of success, we'll get to work on our relationship a little differently. You know, then we'll do this and then it'll all work out. And then we won't have the stress anymore. But what had happened was during that time of my husband avoiding me, Mm -hmm. he actually landed with someone else and was falling in love with someone else. Wow. That for me was a wake up call. It was a wake up call that I needed to put energy and attention into my relationship and not just my Mm -hmm. business and my business success. So I was literally sacrificing the personal fulfillment that I was doing this for. You know, we all have our why. So we can travel, spend time with our families, you know. But as we're building a business, we we're not nurturing the people that are our whys. Yeah. And then it, our our reason for doing it all in the meantime. And so yeah, so I like to say that his cheating saved our marriage. That is the that is amazing. And, and that's why I said in the beginning, I hope y'all don't relate to this story, but maybe you're going to relate to this story, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so a lot of women would have basically said, F off, I'm out, or they would have blamed him. And it's fascinating to hear you on the other side say, thank God for that. And I know you have wow. done work and you take responsibility. So, so it might, maybe you haven't been cheated on, but we've all been betrayed. We've all been lied. Yeah. We've all had, you know, so, so I don't want you when you're listening to go, oh, I didn't get cheated on. It, what, what Eve is going to talk betrayal, about? Yeah, betrayal takes a lot of forms, right? Absolutely. Like, yeah, absolutely. And so, so how did you get? Like, you heard that, or you found out? How did you get to a place of I want to stay? I'm part of this problem because I know that's part of your teaching, right? Yeah. Take responsibility. So, so, kind of talk about that journey, Eva. Well, you know, we had to make a decision. You know, once I confronted him mm. <laughs> and found out about, you know through emojis and text messages, how we tend to find out about things. And it literally was a punch in the gut. But honestly, I'm being honest with you because my first thought was my husband literally is one of the most integrous people I know. Mm -hmm. Like if you had said to me, Eva, you're going to grow a third eye 
or your husband's going to cheat on you. Mm-hmm. And at the time before COVID, I was getting eyelash extensions. I was like, okay, I need to schedule extra time to get my extensions on my third eye <laughs> because he would never, 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 never. And so honestly, my first thought was like, oh my God, how did I cause such a good human oh. to self-sabotage? And that literally was my first thought. I mean, I was hurt. I was betrayed. But you know, you know, deep in, down inside that you get to take responsibility for the results in your life. And here's the thing, and I don't want anybody to hear that I'm only blaming myself. My husband and I each take, not 50-50, we each take 100% responsibility for the breakdown in our marriage. And so that was the key. It's not his part, my part is like, how is our way of being showing up to contribute to this self-sabotaging behavior we both had? So that was the first step, to take 100% responsibility each and not be you're more to blame than I'm more to blame, which can often happen. The second thing we had to do was make a decision. Is this breakdown going to lead to a breakup or a breakthrough? And we both decided that we wanted to do the work that could lead to a breakthrough. Knowing full well that it may not lead to a breakthrough and it still could lead to a breakup. We may decide after doing all the work on our, on our relationship and on ourselves that maybe this isn't the right relationship for us. So that for me was the scariest part. Because there's no guarantee there. And it actually based on history, you know what I mean? So that's amazing. Yeah. Well, it's not even based on history. It's living in the history. Right. right, right. You know, living in fear that could happen again or being anxious about the future that could happen again. So we had to consciously stay in present creation make a commitment. You know, we did um, some counseling, some counseling together, but we also worked on ourselves individually to, for our responsible point. But, you know, I, I have to just share that the scariest part for me was, will he still love me? Will he choose to be with the other woman after we go through all of this, you know, cause counseling is not easy. It was messy. It was hard. Yeah. It was hard to hear some of those things about yourself. And his feelings for another woman. I'm, I'm sitting there thinking like, wow. oh my God, I can't believe I'm hearing all this. Yeah. And so the fear for me was, well, what if he decides I'm not worth the fight? And the fear for him was, what if she decides she can't forgive me? Right. You know, right. so we both were living in a little bit of fear. So we had to commit like, okay, we're not going to talk about the past. There was a period during our joint counseling where we got to talk about the past and bring all of that up and bring it to the surface so that we could deal with it. But in moving forward and making the commitment to move forward, we had to stay present, fully present with each other, fully present with the relationship we wanted to create together. We didn't repair an old relationship. We built a new one. And so we had to be committed to not bringing up the past or not what if in the future, well, what if this happens and what if that happens? So, it was really hard. I'm not going to lie to you. It was really, really hard to stay in that space. But the more we focused on being here today, now with each other and what we're creating and not have the fear of the past or the worry about the future, we were really able to like, all of a sudden you look back and you're like, wow, we came this far and look what we created. And it got easier. That's, it got easier. That's we're not without our challenges. Trust me. Great story. He so, is a man. <laughs> 
I hear you. I hear you. So, so let me ask some questions. So somebody that is going, has gone through betrayal or something like that, I feel like there's a lot of um, justification. Like, well, I was victimized. You know, there's like, there's that, well, he did this to me or she did this to me. What would you say to people to get out of that loop? I know you kind of already shared it in your story, but like, like specifically that. Well, I intentionally did not surround myself with people who were going to bash my husband for his actions. Yeah. I didn't hide what happened. I, you know, the first people I shared it with was my, my, my daughters. And they are my daughters. They are his stepdaughters. And, um, and we, you know, the whole family by that time had, had gone through some level of personal development and leadership training. Mm -hmm. So we could really have these tough conversations. And so I didn't hide it, but I intentionally wasn't going to be the one who surrounded herself with male bashing girlfriends and you should burn his clothes and you should throw his I was like, how dare he do that to me? I really could look inside of me and see how I didn't create a safe container for our relationship while I was building the business. I could see that. And so it was who I told and I actually got support. I got support from people who would say to me, you know what, people can overcome this. People can get through this. You can do the work together. You're a good person. He's a good person. So I was really careful with who I had in my circle good. and my daughters included, you know, my daughters weren't allowed. I mean, they had their process because they, they love my husband as if they, he was their biological father, actually more than their biological father, unfortunately. So they had to process and I had to give them space for that. And, you know, my older daughter reached out to him right away and said, look, no matter what, I love you. And my, my youngest daughter needed a little bit more time, but they're now like, she now calls him dad now, which she never did before that. So we really transformed as a family doing this work together. And it was really, really powerful. But I would say the main thing would be to surround yourself with people who will support you in getting through this without hate and, and revenge right. and fear and animosity, right. but in a growth, you know, what can you build from this mindset? Because I really feel like for some reason, there, there are people that love the victim mentality. They love to be, oh, poor me, poor me, poor me, poor me. They literally wear it like a bat. And I've done that. You know, when I, when I was divorced, I, I played that you wouldn't believe what my ex did. <laughs> that keeps you stuck that keeps you wedded to the trauma and the dysfunction so I really love you about how you just are like okay we'll process it we'll grieve it and it's about creation you're always about creation creation yes. creation yes you know the foundation of the work that I do when I marry high performance strategies with relationship coaching we start with the relationship piece and it really is identifying your relationship style and I have five styles that we identify, but it really is coming down to identifying how your early life experiences have created your habits, patterns, beliefs, and behaviors that you bring into your relationships today. Sure. And the traits that you're bringing in that are from those early life experiences. So that was kind of the first part that we did. I realized what my style was and why I turn my disappointment when I, when things don't work out as expected, my disappointment manifests as, as anger mm. and as resentment. Yeah. So he's, I have these expectations as a driven high achiever. Right. 
But once I've learned to love what is and to accept him where he's at, you know, my way of being changed and I became much more compassionate to his relationship style and where that was born. So we learned about each other at a deeper level that helped us understand, well, why we have these triggers, why we have these reactions, why he runs away and I'm all on your face. (laughs) (laughs) And so at a level of compassion and understanding that causes us to create kind of a both and container mm-hmm. and less of an either or. Right. I love that. When I used to do, as a therapist, I did a lot of marriage counseling. And what I would mm-hmm. say is to a woman, let's say somebody comes in, I would say, you can work on yourself or work on your marriage. But if you don't work on yourself and, and you lose, lose the marriage, you got nothing in the end. If you work on yourself, if the marriage stays or goes, it doesn't matter because you have yourself in the end. And you were such a beautiful demonstration of that. Because like you said, it could have not worked, but it, it wouldn't have mattered because you would have, you would have risen above it, right? You were a survivor. You would have done the work. And so, but I'm really glad it worked. I'm really, really glad it worked. Well, the one thing that I did, you know, preface and, and reference and share during that time is like, I really love him yeah. and I want him to be happy and there was no guarantee that his happiness was going to be with me. And that was the scariest part. Mm. And it, you know, it's funny. And I'll share this with you because, you know, I know you have a history in, in working with couples, but I was working with a client of mine who labeled himself a serial cheater. And because I work a lot with women, but I do work with men as well. Mm. I remember I needed some help. I was struggling with the best way to support this guy. Mm-hmm. And I went to my husband and I said, okay, I'm not bringing up the past to bring up the past, but I need help with a client because I'm not a man. <laughs> and I need a male perspective from someone who cheated. Yeah. And I asked him and I said, why did you stay? I never asked him why oh. he's still. And I was, didn't know what the answer would be didn't know what to expect. But I, of course, I asked his permission. Can I ask you something about that past experience right. yeah. so that I can help my client better and have a better understanding? And I said, what made you stay with me? Because at that time, I wasn't sure. And he was, you know, felt he loved this other woman and wanted to see if it could work out. So all of that was going on. And I said, what made you stay? And he said, he looked at me, he goes, you took a stand for me. Oh. And he goes, no one has ever taken a stand for me and fought for me the way you did. And that meant so much to me. The way you took a stand for me, for us, for our relationship, I've never experienced. You make me cry. And I know that's what you do with your people. And that's for sure what I do with my people. So I think we're going to end it right there. <laughs> that's like so <laughs> Oh my God. But is there any, are there any nuggets of, you know, before we wrap up, anything else you want to say to people? So, so it seems like the theme of this is you can get over it. You can forgive. And here's the how. Focus on you, right? And so anything else you want to just add to that? Well, it is on self-care because honestly, the breakdown happened when I wasn't taking care of myself because not only did my relationship break down, but my health was breaking down. My well-being was breaking down. I wasn't experiencing joy. I was in the doing, doing, doing energy. And you know, like we had said earlier, it's all about who you are being. And so you get to love yourself, take care of yourself and take responsibility 
for who you are being in your relationships because are people feeling safe to be with you are they comfortable in your presence are you creating the understanding and compassion and the generosity of who you are in all of your relationships at home at work and in your communities and that's how you increase your level of influence your level of impact and the success of leading a high performance life mic drop that was beautiful. Oh, yeah. So, um, darling, how can people find you? You know, people can find me. One, one of the things that I love to challenge people with is just schedule with me. Go to talkwitheva.com and we can get on a phone call and really do what I call the relationship assessment to see what your style is and what you may be bringing into your relationships that could possibly sabotage them. But also I have a free gift that is six powerful ways of being that foster effective communication and connection in your relationship. And it's just kind of an ebook guidebook yeah. you can get from going to my website, evametalove.com, and just either putting forward slash PWOB or going to the website and you can click on it right from there. Okay. And we will have that in the show notes if you're listening. That is so yummy. Thank you so much. You are, you are just, just radiant. It was very fun to be a roomie with you and very fun to interview you now. And I know our, you know, we're in, we're in our group together, so I'll see you again. But thanks for shining because a lot of people would be bitter. A lot of people would have allowed this to dim their light. Mm. And I think that's the message. It, you can rise above anything and be better off. So whatever you're going through, remember that, right? All right, Eva, thank you so much. And y'all, peace and blessings. Thank you for listening or watching. Hey, I really appreciate you listening to that last episode. And I would love to get to know you a little bit more and to get to connect with you on a deeper level. And here's what I suggest. I've got a Facebook group that corresponds with the content of these podcasts. It's called Fiercely Brilliant Women in Business with Therese Skelly. So if you just search Facebook, Fiercely Brilliant with Therese Skelly, you'll find the group. It's a really nice group. It's a small group and I'm super active in it. So each week we have a lot of supportive conversations. I share a lot of resources. I do a lot of coaching on the spot and I would love to have you join me there. So if you like the vibe of this podcast and you want to hang out with a pretty darn cool community of women, join us at Fiercely Brilliant on Facebook with Therese Scally. Alrighty, peace and blessings and I hope to see you in the group. Bye now.